morning, Stockholm Community Church. Carolyn Dunn here. I have the honor of serving as the lead pastor of this amazing church right here in Stockholm, Sweden. If you are joining us this morning, would you just let us know in the chat by just saying hello? Some of you have already done it, but if you have not let us know that you are here and that you are watching, just do a quick little messaging here in the comments just so we can say hello to you. Last week, we kicked off a brand new series called Lead With the Fruit of the Spirit. And uh, we talked about love this week. And so if we read that passage about the fruit of the Spirit, we know that the second fruit of the Spirit is joy. So we're going to talk about what it means to be filled by joy and even to grow in our joy. And uh, I'm going to start with a story from when I was little. I was probably about seven or eight years old. And uh, I was on a road trip with my mom, my siblings, and then a friend of my mom's and her kids. We were on an 18 to 19 hour road trip. Now that's a long road trip with kids. Anyone done that kind of a long road trip with kids? Pre-phones, pre-DVD in the car, when all you had was a book or what you would do on that uh, car ride, especially if you lived in the US, you would look at all the different kind of license plates you could see. Now, that takes quite some strength, I think, of parents back in the day to entertain children for that amount of time. But we were on this road trip, and of course, because it was about 18 to 19 hours to drive straight, we had to stop and, and stay at places along the way. And uh, I was probably like your typical seven to eight year old who woke up early in the morning, ready to go. And um, I was I was pretty bubbly in the morning when I was young. And I like to talk and I like to sing. Yep, that may not surprise some of you, but I did. I loved to sing. And there came a point in our trip when my mom's friend looked at her and said, does she have to be so happy in the morning? Can't she just be quiet? Well, if you were to look at the meaning of my name, Carolyn, it actually means a song of joy. Hello. I have to be joyful. I have to be happy. But man, my mom's friend, she did not want to have anything to do with that early in the morning. And so for me, I think in my life, joy has always been that consistent part of my life to look at the cup as you know, it's not half empty, but it's actually half full. And so when we talk about joy, I think it's so important to define what joy is or maybe what joy isn't. Joy does not come from success. That's not where joy comes from. It doesn't come from our circumstances. Joy doesn't come from a lack of adversity. No, actually, joy comes from the one who created it. It actually comes from God. And so when we look at joy, we can put it simply like this. Spend more time with God, it's going to lead to more joy in your life. Joy is actually a state of my heart. It's a condition of my heart. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 says this, Be joyful always. Now, we could continue to the rest of this verse. Well, let's continue and then we're going to go back to that, Be joyful always, because we're going to come back to that one. And then it says, Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will 
for you in Christ. There's some pretty big statements here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Oh, come on. I can't always be joyful. I can't always be praying continually. And then giving thanks in all circumstances. Who does that? But we are told clearly here in scripture, it says, it is God's will for you in Christ. Now, if scripture says that this is God's will for us, it means it is possible to be joyful always, to pray continually, to give thanks in every circumstance. But okay, but come on, how can I choose joy when life is hard? How do I choose joy when life is unfair? How do I choose joy when someone has hurt me? How do I choose joy when I am mourning? How do I choose joy when it looks like everything in my life is not going the way I wanted it to go? Joy comes from having the right perspective. Because when we have the right perspective, it changes everything. And the lens that we need to be looking at our life through is the lens of Jesus Christ. Even as we're recording this video, what we had to do is we had to adjust the lens. We had to turn that dial on the camera to make sure that we had it right so that the picture isn't blurry, so that it is sharp and it tries to make us look as good as possible, right? There had to be an adjustment to that. You see, and when we adjust our perspective, when we shift our perspective and we align our perspective with God's perspective. You see, we don't try to make God's look at it from our standpoint, right? We need to adjust our perspective to his. We can live a life that is filled with joy. You see, joy is a vital part of our spiritual life and our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Joy reflects this inner peace that is inside of us. Joy is deeper than emotional happiness. Joy is based on God's love for us. And joy is a result of us living in the freedom and the knowledge that Jesus has forgiven our sins. I mean, if there's anything to be joyful about, it is that, that we are forgiven, we are set free, we are no longer bound by our sin through Jesus Christ. Come on, anyone else are happy about that? Anyone feels joyful about that? Now, I'm sure you have seen those different charts. You can find them anywhere, and I Googled it, actually. You know, happiness versus joy. You know, we can look at happiness. Happiness is temporary, where joy is eternal. Happiness is based on our circumstances, where joy is independent of our circumstances. Happiness based on our emotions and joy is based on our attitude. You know, we can look at that and say, man, happiness is me looking around what's going on in my life and then choosing to respond to it. Whereas joy says, yeah, there may be craziness going on in my life, but I'm gonna walk in joy. I'm gonna walk in a strength that can only come from the Lord. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
That means in no matter what the circumstance, I can choose to walk with an attitude and a heart said I'm being filled with joy. Now, I may not feel happy, but I can choose to be filled with joy. Joy really is the result of a transformed heart. So if you are not feeling very joyful, if you are feeling downcast this morning, I really want you to take to heart the next uh, scripture verses I'm going to share with you out of Romans 8. And, um, and again, it's not based on feelings, but it's based on a knowledge of who God is, of what Jesus has done in our life, and how I then can respond to it. Romans 12 verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to read it to you out of the message translation. And the message really is a paraphrased translation, but I love just how it kind of puts the word of God just in our everyday uh, language. And this is what it says, Romans 12 verses 1 through 3 in the message translation. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blaze the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. And so here we have this encouragement in scripture to say there are so many people who have walked before you, who have walked this faith journey, and they have run their race. And now that they have finished their race, they are standing on the sidelines cheering you on so that you can finish the race that God has put before you. And it says, strip down, start running, get going with it. No extra spiritual fat, <laughs> no parasitic sin. And it says, don't think it's religious things that are going to help you run your race. These things that you feel like you should do and that are man-made. No, no, no. Get rid of all of that extra spiritual fat. And then also, don't let sin stay stuck to you. Ask for, for repent, ask for forgiveness, and let that go. Let that sin fall to the wayside. And then I love it how it says here in these verses, it says, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race we're in. Oh, so we have Jesus who has already run this race that we are in right now, this journey, this life. And it says here, study how he did it. Okay, so what did Jesus do in this life? And it says this, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. And I think that is where we can lose it sometimes as believers, right? We lose sight of where we are heading. All of a sudden we get distracted with a thing over here and distracted with a thing over there. And scripture says, do not lose sight of where you are heading. The accelerating finish in and with God. And then it says here in scripture, and we need to hold on to this, he could put up with anything along the way. So because Jesus, he didn't lose sight of where he was going, he was walking in the will of God as he was heading to that cross so that you and I could have a relationship with God. He could handle anything along the way. It continues here, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor. So Jesus knew, I have a purpose, I have my Father's will to complete, and so he could put up with anything. And I'm going to tell you, we have Jesus living inside of us. As believers, Jesus lives inside of us. So you know what that means? Whatever comes our way, 
no matter what it is, big, small, ginormous, because Jesus is inside of us, we can put up with anything. But then I love it here in verse 3, because here comes the reality of it. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, when you find yourself struggling in your faith, I struggle in my faith at times. There are times I look at God and I'm like, really God? Again? I have to go through this another time? And so I love it how scripture acknowledges that struggle that can happen with our faith. And it says, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. I love this. And this is the message version that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. And so what the encouragement here is, yeah, life can throw you some curveballs and life can be hard. But as you keep your eyes on Jesus and you follow his example and what he was able to endure, what he was able to overcome because he now lives in us, he can help me overcome the things that I have and that I'm going through. And because of that, I can walk in joy. Jesus had an eternal mindset. And that's what you and I can have today. We can have an eternal mindset. You see, what we're going through today, it's just a small little piece of the long story of eternity of our lives. As believers, we have a destiny. We have a purpose. We are heaven bound. Oh my goodness, that is something to be joyful about. Now, choosing to be joyful doesn't mean I bury my feelings, that I ignore the hardship, that I, I just put my head underneath the covers and I go, la, 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 it's not happening. No, not at all. But we acknowledge the season that we're in. We acknowledge our emotions, we process them, and then we get to choose joy. Because guess what? You can't have too much joy. And when I choose to process things from God's perspective, I will look not only at my life differently, but I will look at other people's lives differently as well. If we continue reading um, in Romans, and we're actually going to jump to Romans chapter 8, and it's verse 26 through 28. And again, I, I love it because it, it really gives us the story of sometimes faith is hard. And sometimes we find ourselves in the waiting. We find ourselves in a holding pattern. And it says here in verse 26, God's spirit is right alongside of us, helping us. If you don't know what to pray or how to pray, it doesn't matter is what it tells us here in the scripture verse. Because what it says is he does. So God's spirit will pray in us and for us. Have you been in those seasons where you didn't know how to pray? You didn't know what words to say, but you just sit in the presence of God. Maybe you put on your favorite worship song and you just go, God, I don't have words, but you know what needs to happen. We feel a heartache and we just go, God, I don't know how to process it, but I need you to process it for me. Man, I've had many of those moments. Sometimes I go out on walks and Jesus and I have our heart-to-heart -heart talk. Sometimes I get in the car and sometimes I just sit in my bed and I go, I can't. But Jesus, I know that you can. 
And then it continues to say here, and, and this is the promise we get to stay on. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. And he, he knows what's going on on the inside. And at the end there of verse 28, it says this, this is why we can be so sure that every detail of our lives, God is working it into something good. Now in the New Living Translation, it says this, and we know that God causes everything, not just something, not a little bit, but everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And so this is why I can choose joy because I know that I have a God. He's going to work everything, every single thing together for the good. It doesn't mean it's always going to make sense. And it doesn't mean that there can't, there's not going to be pain as part of the journey. But I can stand upon the promise that he's going to work everything for good. And when I know that, and when I believe that, I can say, okay, God, today I'm going to choose joy. So in the midst of a trial, I choose joy. In the midst of pain, I choose joy. In the midst of sickness, I choose joy. It's not easy. Not at all. But that's why it's called also the fruit of the Spirit. It is the Spirit that is going to work this in me as I surrender and as I listen to the Holy Spirit leading and guiding me. And he says, choose joy in this season. Choose joy in this circumstance. Choose joy when it doesn't make sense. And see, church, when we choose joy, we actually end up inviting other people to be part of that joy. You see, when our neighbors, co-workers, family members see us walking through a difficult season and we choose joy, it's not going to make sense to them. It's not going to make sense to them at all. And they're going to say, why are you joyful? Why do you have this peace about you? Why do you have these things bubbling up inside of you when you should have no reason? And what we get to do is we get to point back to Jesus and we get to say, it is because of me spending time with Jesus, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I can walk through this season. And so may we today make a choice. May we make a choice to say, Jesus, with your help, I want to walk in joy. I want to have a joyful mindset. I want to have a heart that goes to joy first, not to despair first, but that goes to joy first. So when a trial comes, instead of going, oh, here we go again. Oh God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the midst of this. I can't wait to see how you're going to answer this prayer. I can't wait to see the miracle on the other end of it. You see, we choose to see it from a God perspective because our God is a generous God and a God of abundance. And so if it is difficult for you to choose joy in this season, we want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. And um, it's not one of those like, just put on a happy face. I'm not talking about that. That's not joy, putting on a face when everything else feels like it's falling apart. But it's a mindset to say, I know that my God is for me. I know that my God is with me. And I know that I will come through this season. 
And so if you need prayer today, if you are struggling with joy, we want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. And so there is a link here called, a, you know, or a prayer link. And we just want to pray with you. Fill it in. It comes directly to me. I pray for you. I share it with a small group of people. Um, if you say, hey, I just need to talk to someone. I need to process some things. Let us know in there as well. And we will have someone on our team reach out to you. If you are watching this sermon today and you're like, I don't have that joy and I've never had that joy. I've never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to invite you to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ today. Romans 10, 13 says this, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you have been listening to this message today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to extend an invitation to you. He wants to be the Lord and Savior of your life. If you've been looking for that joy that we've talked about today, it comes through knowing Jesus Christ personally. So what we do is we just pray a simple prayer this morning, but a prayer, though it may be simple, it will change your life for eternity. And what we do is we say, Jesus, come into my life, forgive me of my sins, and help me from this day forward to live my life for you. And as we pray that simple prayer, Jesus comes with his grace and his forgiveness, and he says, you now belong to me. If that is you this morning, would you just fill in uh, the link here in the comments and let us know? Because we want to provide some resources for you, and we want to pray with you as well. Now, if you are a believer and you have been watching this message and you're like, Carolyn, my life is hard right now. I don't know how to be filled with joy. I don't feel like there's much in my life to be joyful about. We want to stand with you. We want to pray with you. And uh, would you fill out our prayer card, our digital prayer card as well? You see, those come directly into my inbox. And when I get them, I pray for them. And then I distribute them to a small group of people. And then we pray for you as well. And sometimes what we need to do when we are going through a hard season and we have a hard time finding that joy, we got to invite someone else to come in, to walk with us, to journey with us. And that is exactly what I want to do with you this morning. So don't um, let pride or shame or doubt stand in the way to invite someone else into your journey to say, will you stand with me? Will you pray with me? Will you share some of your joy with me? Will you help me to have a God perspective in this area? And so as we continue to talk about the fruit of the Spirit and the weeks that are to come, it's not just about growing in one of them, but it's about saying, God, in all the different areas of my life of love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, joy, self-control. May your Holy Spirit be the loudest voice in my life so that daily I can become more like you. It has been so great to be with you here this morning. I do want to do one more reminder. Next week, we are going to our summertime. Service will be at 10 a.m. So if you show up at 11, you're going to be late. <laughs> so show up at 10 a.m. next Sunday. And of course, we cannot end our Sunday morning service here this morning without saying, Sundays here make Mondays better. Have a great Sunday, everyone. Have a great week. And let's go and share some of that joy that comes from knowing that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Have a great day, everyone. Love you, miss you, and we'll see you guys next week.